The brief interview you're about to hear complements this week's Wednesday episode with Garrett Bowles. All right, Emily, I want you to take me back to the night that Greg found Garrett on the side of the road and called you and tell me what your initial thoughts were. So we had had Garrett in our home so much for the past four years. He came over for a lot of tutoring. We kind of were a safe house. Just if things were not well at home, he knew he'd come over. We'd throw out a twin mattress between my boys' beds, and he spent a lot of nights at our house. And I, Garrett and I just connected right from the beginning. I could see so much good in him, just untapped potential that was just in there waiting to come out. But at the same time, I had two girls at home. So I had a ninth grade daughter and a daughter who was a senior. And I knew about the hard things about Garrett. Like he talked about the dark things and I knew who his friends were. I knew the things that he struggled with. And I was a little bit uncertain of like, do I really want to bring that and everything that comes with it into our home right now? And is this the best decision for all of us, right? For everybody in the family. And so I, when Greg called, I was like, let me call you back. And I really did just run into my bedroom and I knelt down on my floor and I said, what do you want us to do with Garrett? And it just was an immediate answer. The spirit, just so clear, bring him home. And so I said to Greg, bring him home, but do not bring any of his stuff in the house because we are going to set out the rules and he's going to have to decide if that's what he wants to do before he has a, a bed here. Greg has said that the reason he thinks that he pulled over that night is because he and Garrett are a lot of like. Would you say that's true? They are so much the same. In fact, all of our kids talk about all the time, Greg and Garrett have so much of the same personality and had a really similar growing up in high school. A lot of that just energy that had to come out on the football field. They both were fighters in high school. Greg was a fighter in high school. Not like a good one, like the one <laughs> after dances that you're like, where is that kid and where should he be? And so it was so awesome because he could see where Garrett was and he could actually meet him in that place. And I could see who Garrett could become. And so between Greg and I, we both had that. Greg could meet him in the anger and in the hurt and in the hard things and in the making those rough choices. And I could remind him, this is who you are and this is the good that you bring to the table. And, and let's, let's see what we can do with that. Emily, you had no way of knowing when, when you all took Garrett in what he would become. You had no way of knowing that he would end up in the NFL. When you think about that, how, how impressed are you? And maybe impressed isn't the word, but maybe how would you say that you can see the goodness of God mm. in what he's done for Garrett? It's such an interesting story to think about that because truly Garrett from the first day I met him told me he was going to play in the NFL. And this is kind of sad for someone who said I could see his potential. From the first day I met him, I told him he wasn't. <laughs> he would say, my dream is to play in the NFL. And I would say, we're going to have to get you a new dream. And that was just the constant talk because I was like, you, you'd have to go to college you didn't graduate NCAA eligible. Like I could list all of the reasons why that was never going to work out. And he talks about that first night when he was on the stage 
at the NFL draft, the first round of the draft, and talking about it was the grace of God that got him there. And that was one of those moments for me where God was just like, don't ever underestimate how great I am and what my capacity is for change and for goodness. Don't you ever underestimate what I am capable of doing in a life. And I'll never forget several years ago during a really rough patch with Garrett because it wasn't easy. He didn't just move in that night and then his life turned around and everything was perfect. That is not what life has looked like. It, it was one of the hardest things our family has ever done and one of the hardest decisions we ever made, but one of the best. But I remember a really tricky patch and I was praying that same prayer I prayed on the first night Garrett got home. What should we do with Garrett? And the Spirit just said to me so clearly, just love him. And I was like, I do. But like, I need to know what are we going to do with him? Like, what's he going to do for the rest of his life? What's his job going to be? What's, is he going to live at our house forever? Or like, like, I need you to say to me, what is this going to look like? And, and how can I be channeling all of this energy that you felt when he talked? Like, help me. And the Spirit just clearly again said, just love him. And it was probably a 45-minute prayer where I just begged for answers and direction and counsel and insight. And the Spirit would respond every time, three words, just love him. And it taught me the importance of, first of all, setting boundaries. But then second of all, getting out of the way and letting God do his great work that we can't even imagine what he's capable of doing with a life. I love that you said that about love, because one thing that I wanted to ask you about was the ability to love. I think, you know, we hear when you have a child that you just immediately feel this love for them. And I wonder for you, did that love, the mother's love immediately come for Garrett? And what have you learned about our ability as human beings to love people and to see them the way that God sees them? Mm. I think one of the most untaught lessons about love comes from the Book of Mormon. And there is one verse in, it's right at the very end, and it says, um, and it's just this prayer for the people. And in that verse, it says, would you please teach them grace so that they would have charity. And I think that might be the greatest lesson for, for each of us to learn. Because as I have experienced grace, I have come to understand God's love in my life. Every time I'm in that place of darkness or of where I need strength or I need healing or I need increased capacity and I feel that strength, then I am so grateful for God's love in that moment that He would extend that to me. And in my life, because I know grace, it allows me to give grace better. And what comes right on the heels of grace every time is charity. It's the love of Christ. It's being able to see somebody with his eyes and with his understanding when you look at them. And so I think sometimes if you feel like I'm having a hard time loving someone well, Maybe we need to step back and look at grace in the story and where grace fits in and that enabling power of Christ to strengthen us in that relationship and transform us 
in that relationship to be what that person needs. I think for me, I knew the first time I met Garrett, there was a connection there. And a sweet experience that I have never shared, but a private experience where I made a promise to someone who was close to him that I would never walk away from him for his entire life. And it's a promise I think about regularly, particularly when things are hard, that promise that I made in that moment that I would never walk away. And I think one thing that I've learned is sometimes we birth our children and that requires great sacrifice on the part of a mother. But sometimes our children come to us in different ways and that also requires great sacrifice on the part of the mother. And it's within the sacrifice that the bond is forged. And that's the important part to remember. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Emily, we've talked about how you and Greg changed Garrett's life. We talked with Garrett about that. How would you say that Garrett has changed your life? Oh, that is such a good question. And I think it is so important to think about that because I have laid in bed so many nights and thought I am a better person because what I have learned from this journey and hard learning, um, things that my eyes wouldn't have been open to or my heart wouldn't have been open to, and not just me or Greg, but even my kids' lives are drastically different. The trajectory of their lives is different because of what Garrett blessed our home with and our lives with. And I love that God, if we are willing to enter someone's story, God will make us better for it. And that was true of the Freeman family when Garrett walked through the door. Emily, one last question for you. We talked about Garrett making it to the NFL, which was remarkable. But I think perhaps the even more impressive thing is the kind of dad he is, the Mm -hmm. kind of father that he is, how hard he's worked in the NFL to succeed. And so if you had to sum up how proud you are of Garrett, what would you say? And I think you just hit the nail right on the head because um, I go to every home game. I have never missed one. I pray my heart out for four hours while that game goes on. I tell people sometimes I pray harder in the stadium than I do at church. Which I think is I think is so like. funny, Emily. And this is something that I'm not sure everybody realizes. You were not a big football family. No. Yes. We, in fact, I didn't know anything about football. When Garrett declared um, that he was going to go pro, I watched my first full Super Bowl <laughs> that January. That is the first time I've ever watched a whole game. And I really have no idea what anybody does. In fact, when my kids were saying, we hope he goes to the Broncos, I had said to them, okay, now where are the Broncos? And my kids were like, mom, never say that to people. I know what Garrett does. I know his position. I know exactly what the left tackle does. I have no idea who anyone else is on the entire field, but I am really good (laughs) at the position of a left tackle. And I do go to every game and I pray for four hours through every one of those games. And then we leave. But I will tell you the greatest highlights of the past decade for me have not been on a football field or in a football stadium, but I'll never forget the first time Garrett held Kingston and the opportunity I had to be in that room and just witness that moment. I won't forget him teaching his kids how to walk. He 
it is mandatory. Both kids are at every home game and lean over the stands as he runs past into the locker room and he kisses and, and touches them before he goes in. And first thing when he comes out, I love that there is nothing more important to him than family. His motto is faith, family, football, and he lives it. That defines him to a T. I just thought of one more thing that I want to ask you if that's okay. Emily, you just mentioned that nothing is more important to him than family. And I think that that's so powerful because for the first 18 years of his life, his family situation was not ideal. And so for you to see him value family so much and to understand what family means and what family is about and to have to know that that came from being a part of your family, how does that feel? Um, that really is one of the things that has been so neat for me to watch because I did worry what, like, what would he be like as a dad and how would he enter into a marriage relationship and, and how would he work through those things? And I will say this, one of the best things that ever happened to Garrett is the people he surrounds himself with. And really quickly, he came up with a team of people who mean the world to him. They are his mentors, and they cheer him on. They, they come to one game every season, and one of them is my brother. One is his nutritionist. One um, helps run his finances and those things like that. He's put these people into his life that he looks up to and that he learns from as he goes through life. And he's learned how to model his life after theirs. And every one of them is a member of the church. And there are people who are just constantly teaching. And as he's gotten older, he's been able to mend even some of the stuff with his father and, and allows that to also help mentor him into who he is. And that's one thing that I think is so powerful about this gospel and about our church I love that there is a community, a kingdom community of people who are there to help lift and encourage and strengthen each other. And I've watched that happen in Garrett's life. And I think he is the father he is today, not just because of Greg and I, but because he's chosen to surround himself with people who are championing his cause and reminding him who he can be. All right. I think we're good. We did it. Emily, we did it. You're everyone. Safe. Thank you.